0: guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know that for today and the rest of the week, if you go to thrivingonfat.com forward slash keto day, you can get a coupon valid for any of the services I offer. So if you're looking for a health coach in the new year and you'd like to see what I have to offer, you can do so at thrivingonfat.com forward slash keto day.
1: Thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Thriving on Fat podcast. As per usual for the Monday episode, I have and letting you here with me. We slackers took off a week last week because we were sort of sick. We were sick a little bit. Some well, people were sick. Actually,
2: just Megan and I were sick.
1: You'll have to come closer and talk. I'm the healthy one. Just Megan oh, and I went. were
2: sick. And the thing is, Megan gave it to me. I was just fine. That's okay. Until you came into the picture. You know
1: what? Anyways, so how are you guys doing? I lost more weight. Awesome. I think I did. I haven't checked it. I just got off of work. Okay, don't judge.
2: I had to remodify because I wasn't losing any weight.
1: Well, okay. My main thing with you is My that
2: body stores fat.
1: Everybody's body stores fat. The main thing is you just you need to be comfortable with the process. Sometimes you will go weeks with not losing weight, which is perfectly healthy, perfectly fine because your body's recalibrating. Your hormones are becoming level. And that's 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 what happens. You're not going to lose every week. To be fair, um, in like the first four days of the
3: diet, I lost like seven pounds. And then it took me like another week to lose any substantial weight. And then I sat there for about a week with no change. You know, I'd go up a couple ounces, down a couple ounces, up a couple ounces, down a few ounces. But between yesterday and today, I went from 150 point change to 149.2 this morning. I haven't weighed since I came over here today, but uh, it it fluctuates.
1: Patience. Yes. Well, the reason you lost so much is because you went from a high carb, low everything diet to a low carb, you know, high fat, moderate protein. Let's call it what it was. I
3: was on the all carb diet. No, she <laughs> lived off junk food. I, I lived off. Of- I ne- Chips, French fries, potatoes, nachos—basically fast food—and literally, I would sit there and pop a bag of chips, family size, and eat it all day.
1: Which is part of the reason why you lost so much weight initially, Whitney. You've been having a pretty clean diet. It's going to be harder for you to lose weight. You just got to stay the course.
2: My body is not like normal bodies where I, in order to lose weight, I can't just diet. I have to throw in exercise.
1: Which is what you should do.
2: But I have a, a what's it called, stationary job, and so I have to make myself move throughout the day.
1: But what you're doing right now is you're resetting your leptin and ghrelin and all the satiety hormones and your fat storage hormones.
3: Can I have the root of that word and the country of origin, please? Root one. I don't understand anything you just said. <laughs> they sound like Sesame Street characters. Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on. Ghrelin makes you hungry. Leptin helps you feel full. Hence why your stomach growls because of the ghrelin. Ghrelin gremlins is actually how I heard one person mention it to help you remember. And it's... Those are... <laughs> a duck <laughs> So those are the hormones that... Yes, left.
2: you heard a cat named Duck.
1: Yes, our cat's name is Duck. We have a duck, a Myla, and a Link. Two cats, and one And Mr. Slithers. And a snake. Anyway, can we continue? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Leptin helps you feel full. Ghrelin helps you feel hungry. When you eat really high-carb or if you diet a lot, your sense of satiety signaling gets a little off. And it takes a while to get it fixed. Why? Because it took a while for you to break it. Anyways, how are you guys doing on your change of lifestyle? Yes. i have not cheated yet Whitney, how have you been
2: for those of you who do not remember previously i uh i am trying to cure my narcolepsy and well not cure it but help manage it and i've had small pools here or there but the very next day after i had half a soda i had what i call the biggest pools and that's what i call my narcolepsy are my pools And I passed out for an hour during the day because I cheated with a soda.
1: All right, so that is why Whitney likes to say a little bit more specific to her diet because when she goes off the rails, she ends up passing out sometimes, which it happens. That's what part of a healthy lifestyle is. You realize your triggers and you adapt from them. Um, Speaking of
3: lifestyle, I've noticed that... Like, the cravings haven't gone away now I want to be clear when I say the cravings I don't sit there all day and go mm, taco Bell taco Bell McDonald's, who hot are not sponsored um, I don't I don't or sit here maybe that'd be nice make that fast food money uh, anyway <laughs> um, I don't I don't sit there all day and say, oh I wish I was eating this taco or that bag of chips or that french fry It all sounds good and every time I'm hungry I'm like, man, I wish I were eating that uh, but it's it's manageable. I still miss my sodas because that was my vice. I had soda all the time. I still miss it, but I don't have the urge to go drink it, I guess I should say. So I've seen improvements
1: with that. Mm -hmm. By the way, I am very proud of how much water you've been ingesting. You used to be like, I'm thirsty, where's my soda? Now you're like, I'm thirsty, where's my water?
3: Pretty much. um, The only time I really, really miss a soda is when I'm eating. And that's just because I I like the carbonation. Um, And when I take pills, like if I have to take an allergy pill, or if I have a migraine and I'm going to take an Excedrin. I still gag on the pills when I do it with water. But I have that live soda from HEB that has a probiotics and it's not actually real soda. But it has the carbonation and it mocks, it mimics a soda. And so uh, I'm able to do
2: with that. Uh, tell people what HEB uh, is.
3: yes. Yeah. HEB mm-hmm. is a local grocery store, primarily in Texas, also in Mexico.
1: Uh, but it's, it's like your Kroger's or Albertsons.
2: Okay, With um, Megan, I want you you to maybe describe what you had to do with me and how you had to put me on low carb because my body doesn't work quite right.
1: So initially, what we did with you is I had you pretty low carb. I'd say maybe on the edge of low carb. About initially, I had you just about under 100 grams of carbs a day, which is still low carb, and. You started losing weight, and then you slowly started to taper off of losing weight. So what we did is we incrementally went and cut it down, and to now you're closer to a classical ketogenic diet, where you have 25 grams of carbs, high fat, moderate protein, to where you're a one to one fat to protein ratio basically, which is a pretty classical ketogenic diet. And we've been doing that for about a week. And how do you feel?
2: Um, I miss food. No, it's just like my favorite one was like strawberries and heavy whipping cream, which is very heavy carb. And I really like the cream cheese type pizza that we had. The cheese is heavy carb. And it, it's just like, it seems like everything is heavy carb.
1: Well, the main reason is because you don't really like a ton of meat.
2: And what about for those people who don't do <coughs> a ton of meat?
3: Then they can do what I do. <sighs> Which is? Eat everything I can eat that's not meat-based. No, I, um, I'm I'm a really big fan of this fettuccine Alfredo-type meal that we do, and the noodles are egg noodles, so they're made out of eggs and, yes, cream cheese, but, you know, um, that's literally it. I mean, you can add a thickening agent, but you don't have to. And it's really easy to make, and it's delicious. And then you use a, a homemade fettuccine alfredo like sauce, which Megan can tell you more about because I don't know how to make that part yet. But point is, it's scrumptious, and there's no meat in it. So if you don't like meat, there's no meat in it. You could live off that if you wanted to. And I snack on the occasional like peanuts or other assorted types of nuts. Um, I do like pepperoni. I do like bacon, which yes, it's meat, but. I find even the pickiest
1: of meat eaters usually like pepperoni or bacon or both. Or organic compounds, is that too? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that you're restricted in carbs, it's just that we're switching out what you normally eat. You still have strawberries and you still have heavy cream, and you still have the fathead pizza. It's the cheese based crust. And you can still have the nuts. The only thing is, you can't just have that. Which is why we're incorporating other things with you. For example, we're doing the uh, bacon wrapped chicken.
2: Oh, the bacon wrapped chicken? That stuff is amazing. You will have to catch a YouTube video on the bacon wrapped chicken. Amazing.
3: More to come. We'll definitely be filming that, it sounds like.
2: Have you put the uh, fathead pizza
1: stuff up yet? Uh, I have not finished editing it. Mm. It's finding time. Have you even started editing it? It's finding time. I mean. The truth is out there.
2: Now that
3: that's da, not. Da, da, there, you go. Da, da, da. <laughs> we do not own the rights to the Xbox.
1: Anyways, so that's what we've been doing with you, and we're, at this point, all we're doing is changing small variables here and there to see what gets you you know, your weight to the way you want it. It's going to take a while. And a lot of it has to do with getting around of moving more. here. And I think part of it is realizing
3: that, you know, everybody's different, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about last time. But or, there are so many variables out there, and that's what Whitney and Megan are working on for Whitney right now is the variables. So, okay, this set of variables, XYZ, didn't work quite to Whit's liking, so let's try variables A, B, C. And if you gradually just change the variables in and out, you see some differences, you see what works and what doesn't, and I think everybody that's going to try this kind of diet is going to have to be patient with it and realize that you may initially lose a bunch of weight like I did, um, and then it may come to a halt. Maybe you need to alter things, add more Mm -hmm. exercise, change what you're eating, you know. I live off of pepperoni primarily, and if I want to see more results, I'll probably have to slow that down, but I realize that, and it's a variable. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's just, it's not just constantly changing variables, it's changing a variable. And then letting your body get used to the variable. Mm -hmm. So, you want to change a variable, wait at least two weeks, ideally a month, and then if you start seeing slow results, awesome. If you start seeing no results, keep that variable and then change, for example, if just cutting the carbs down to 25% or 25 grams doesn't work, try adding in a little bit more exercise. If those two things don't work, see if there's a food intolerance or something else
2: um one thing that i think that it's really important that you talk about megan is the excuse that i hear a lot of people make where food makes me happy so why do i want to go on something where i'm not going to be happy eating
3: i feel like that's a stab at me because i said that a bunch of times
2: yeah and it's also um (gasps) well when i get stressed out i eat well but megan explain what is happening with us and why the standard american diet has put that in us why it's taught us to do that
1: well, I mean, I really wouldn't say that the standard American diets taught us to com- uh, to comfort ourselves with food. That's just what, if you look at any chick flick, any rom- uh, romantic comedy, it's what do you do when you've had a bad day? You grab a pint of Ben and Jerry's and you take out. You grab a Reese's peanut butter cup and you feel better about yourself. Or crack open a bag of chips and down the whole thing. Because right. I don't really like sweet stuff. Right. I've done that before. And it's... Mm. It, so satisfying
2: it's just so satisfying
1: until you finish it and then you feel like buying another bag of chips and eating that too right. yeah and then you're just trying to eat to get this whole or you're whole thing. me
3: and you actually do it
1: i mean
0: <laughs> no yeah that's how a lot of people are and i can't
1: you can't blame or shame anybody doing that because when you're used to doing it that's how you feel and seek fulfillment would you say that It's because
3: the sugars in the food that it drives your brain to be like, I want that bag of chips because it comforts me.
1: Sometimes, yes. There's um, in they've done like PET scans on people's brains, like when they're addicted to heroin versus addicted to sugar, and the same little uh part of the brain lights up. Dopamine receptors. Mm Mhm.
2: If the sugar alters your dopamine receptors, just as heroin does.
1: Yeah, and it's it's the yes. This is awesome. Get more of that bit of your brain. Mm. I like my dopamine receptors. <laughs> I'm not acting on them.
2: <laughs> oh, but it, That's an important thing when acting on them. Um, you can make sure that if you're going to start this, to keep the bags of chips and everything out of your pantry because if you're like me, you're impulsed and if it's there, you're going to eat it when nobody's watching and call it not cheating.
1: Exactly. That's why I don't like associating cheating on a diet with the word cheating you're just straying from path. i mean if you start putting the negative connotation of cheating into it then you internalize it you make yourself feel like crap about it and then what do you do when you straight when you cheated on someone you make amends for it you make yourself feel bad for it so you're forcing yourself to do a workout you're forcing yourself to not eat and then that's where things like bulimia and stuff becomes a problem because their neuroses around eating Becomes internalized. You shame yourself. Exactly. You shame yourself then. Nobody can mm-hmm. shame themselves then. Trust me, I've
3: tried it. It doesn't work. Also, I don't recommend using a rolling pin on your stomach because that doesn't flatten it either. Hold, wait. What? what? Are you tongue? That oh. was, Yeah, that was the next episode was going to be about the rolling pin diet. It fallacies.
2: Okay. And let me tell you the things that sh- the the nerve thing that shocks your stomach to try to get you six pack abs. Oh
1: goodness. Anyways, anyways, enough with the diets that don't work. I'm taking the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're leaving it and that was funny.
3: Oh goodness, I'll leave it all. I do have a question for you though. Alright, so I still don't know if I worded it properly. You're good. But um do you think that people who try this diet, after they've done it for a while, I'm not talking about a month, I'm not talking about a couple weeks, I'm talking the longer term. Mm-hmm. Do you think that people can get to a point where they can occasionally comfortably eat a bag of chips, not a family-sized bag. Bag of chips. Go out to eat and have a meal. Pop open a bottle of soda on occasion. Do you think people can get to that point where they can can
1: do that and still maintain healthiness? To be fair, sometimes yes. It depends on the people. Uh, there's, I remember correctly, Gretchen Rubin said that there uh, came up with this term that there's stayers and moderators. Some people can moderate. Some people can be like, I'm fine having these twelve chips and be completely fine. Other people are abstainers, and I happen to be one of those abstainers. To where, if I have it, I'm like, so. I had those chips. That soda looks really good. That soda. Oh, and then there's that there's that sweet treat. Yes, and I just basically, you know, let loose and I go crazy. Not everybody is like that. Some people can moderate themselves, and you need to get to a point where. You've committed to the healthy lifestyle for a few months before you should really veer off path because a lot of people will get a month under their belt, two, three months under their belt, and then they feel like it's a free license to go crazy. And I've seen a lot of people spiral out and it takes them a while to rein themselves back in. But on the flip side, if you know yourself well enough to where you can have the occasional cheat, do it. A lot of it is knowing how you work and it's a lot of trial and error with you and you know, wherever you are in your health journey.
2: Yeah. Megan's, uh, I've stayed with Megan's dad and the sister before. And Megan's dad <laughs> will yell at Megan's sister because she brought Oreos into the house mm-hmm. and her sister's like, well, that is for me, not you. But if there is sugar, in a one-mile radius, Randy, Megan's dad, <laughs> will snack on it and snack on it, and he knows that about himself. Megan is the exact same way mm-hmm. and knows that about herself. So we have to make sure not to keep those things in the house mm-hmm. because if they're there, there's going to be a binge session. Well,
3: and, and Whitney, to be fair, has had that same problem, too. Yeah. Like, Whitney and I used to be roommates, and I was, up until this point, actually, I've always been a terrible eater. And I would, have, I would have bags of chips and, and stuff like that in the pantry. As a matter of fact, if I have a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos specifically or sour cream and onion chips at my house right now and Whitney walks in, she will go to my pantry. She will, she will grab the bag and she will start eating the <laughs> chips. That's just how she is. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, I think that I'm the type where I have great impulse control. As an example, um, my roommate stopped at wendy's last night while i was in the car uh we had just seen a movie and i was starving because i hadn't eat since, eaten since 11 a.m and mind you it's like 11 o'clock at night now and he decides well we're gonna go to wendy's and i can't tell you how bad i wanted the fries or a burger or some bacon and cheese covered fries
1: and i wanted to stuff them in my face and i didn't get a single thing you could get a burger without a bun wendy's has really good burgers just saying it's, like, it's super cheap it's like- to about 50 for a patty but I, I can't
2: have the ketchup and cheese
1: on it that i want i want the american cheese and i want the ketchup
2: <laughs> their burgers are nasty to yeah, me you can... because megan has gotten me hooked on grass-fed meat and i can now taste the difference between non-grass grass-fed meat and grass-fed meat
3: so one thing that i want to say is um you know in f- in future episodes of, of this podcast um I will have some experimental results for for everybody mm-hmm. because, as Megan and Whitney are well aware, my birthday is this month. Woo woo, insert birthday news here. Anyway, um, so my birthday is at the end of this month, and I have already made it known that I'm not going to behave. Now, I'm not talking about, like, the entire end of the month, every day, every meal, I'm going to just eat garbage. No, 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 that's not what I'm doing. But I am going out to eat for my birthday, and I have at least five or six different occasions with different people wanting to take me out for my birthday. And so I'm not going to be eating the best during those times. Um, I'm going to get right back on it. And so um, what's going to happen is I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do the eating. I'm going to get right back on it, but I'll have results of that for you. So I will be sure to share that with you guys in a future episode. Probably it will be until October until you actually hear any of that, though. So.
1: That means I actually have to get this all on time. Yeah. You do. Got and uh, But to your point, Aaron went to Wendy's.
3: Oh, yeah. He, he went to Wendy's and uh, was terrible. But my, my impulse control was there because I could have told him to order me something. I didn't. And then I held his food for him all the way home. So I had a bag of French fries and whatever he got sitting in my lap, and I could smell it. And I was like, one fry wouldn't hurt, right? No, no, because if I eat one, I'm gonna want to eat them all, and I'm gonna go home and there's no food there because I knew we were cooking
1: today, so mm-hmm. I I didn't go to the store. So, yeah. and that's how some people are. You are great at moderating. You know that I can have it eventually. Some people need to abstain completely. Yeah individuals. I can indulge every once in a while and I can quote cheat if you want to call it that. And if if I do it, it's out of the house and it's not to where I bring the leftovers home. It's if I'm going to do it, I'm gonna do it out and I'm not gonna bring the stuff home because if I bring the stuff home, it's gonna end up in my tummy. What leftovers? I've never seen you leave anything on your plate to eat, And that's why. <laughs> because I'm not first off, freaking French fries are nasty. Yes. Very nasty. Uh, which is why I choose to have them. That's a good point. Yeah, you put, right? a, you
3: put a plate of french fries in front of me. I don't know if I can moderate that.
1: Because that's how hyper foods are. They hijack your senses of satiety, left it in Gremlin, and say, I want more. Give me more. And then you give it more because you listen to the Gremlin.
3: We need to pay for a translator to be in the little bottom corner of the screen while this is
2: going. I'm having a Gremlin right now.
3: That means you're hungry. You're
2: hungry. I haven't eaten all
3: day, so I feel like we're we'll get you some food. We'll get all of us some food before we start cooking. Oh. Uh, so, are, do you have any other questions for Megan?
2: No, you were supposed to have some written down. So I, I already know. asked her the question I had, oh, which you know is what I we answer. just spent a
3: bunch of time talking about. Okay. I haven't had a lot of questions, primarily because as we've been going along in this journey, I've been talking things out with Megan as we're cooking. So I don't really have any questions yet. Mm-hmm. I may have questions for you after I come back from my, you know, birthday binge fest, which, again, to be clear, is per meal, not all day. Except maybe when we're at the beach. That's probably going to be a bad day for me. But that's and,
2: what
1: next. and
2: Ash has promised that she will go right back to keto after her popular birthday people take her out.
3: Yes. Um, one thing I hate is I hate when people say, I told you so. And I gave Whitney permission last night that if I... Fail to go back to the diet, she could say, I told you so, which will irritate me beyond no end. But I guarantee you, I will go back to it because I actually am enjoying the food that I'm eating, and that's the problem that I've had before. I tried not the keto diet, but a kind of a similar diet that y'all helped me out with last time. Uh,
1: you weren't necessarily doing no keto. keto, you were doing just better food you know, for me. Wait, yeah, yeah. Cut, calorie I was so calorie cutting, was yeah, and I met you where you were, and you're like, I don't want to do this. So I'm like, well, do you want to do this and that now? Yeah. Okay.
3: So essentially what happened the last time, the last diet was I did it and I did it really well for a week. I didn't cut out soda though. I had soda when I ate, which is not, don't, don't trick yourself into thinking I can have a soda when I have dinner because will you lose weight? You might lose some, but you're not going to see the ultimate results you could be seeing because the sodas still, there messing with you. Uh, but anyway. I digress. So the last diet that I was on went pretty well. I lost five pounds in a week. Then I went away and I came back. And when I went away, I was away for two weeks on business and I was like, I'm gonna eat junk food. I'm <clears> in <throat> South Carolina, I'm not even home. I am eating all the junk that I could find. We went out to dinner every night when I was out there. And when I came back, guess what happened? I was like, diet, <clears throat> chips, fast food, who hot, my favorite place of all time. Who hot Mongoing Grill? if you haven't been there? This is a plug for them. But my point is it's very very easy to fall off of a diet and be like i can do this i i I personally would link it kind of like alcoholism Mm -hmm. you can say you know what i can have one drink can you though can you really not usually so uh this will be interesting but to be fair this isn't two weeks of cheating all day long this is several times in probably the span of a week week and a half and then i'll get right back on it and it's not every meal
1: yeah, you're also in a different place now. Before you were doing it, I think more to appease Whitney than to do it because Whitney's awesome and she's really good at nagging I love it. You know, a death, insert death point. Something else that
3: really helps me is, one, I really enjoy the food I'm eating right now. Like, mm-hmm. I look forward to this Alfredo stuff. I like the snacks that I can have. I wasn't that fond of the food last time. I liked bits of it, but most of it was I'm forcing myself to eat something I don't like. And if you're doing that, you're not going to be as successful. Um, not initially, anyway. And the other part is not so much Whitney's nagging. It's I have a support system. Yeah. I have both of you keeping me honest, and I act—I nag Whitney.
2: I don't nag.
3: Well, she used to. Um, I have Whitney and Megan here to keep me honest, and— I know that they support me and they want to see me succeed and we're in this together and that's why as in prior episodes of this podcast Megan has said that one of the most important things you can do is have a support system, have friends, have family, have people around you. I have people at work that know that I'm on this and they keep me honest too. They're, they like to see what my progress looks like and it really has helped. So that's why I think this time, yes, with the straying from the path, the cheating, whatever vernacular you want to use, I'm going to be able to come back from this just fine. And if you have that support system and that strength, you can do it too. Just don't make it a habit.
1: Yeah, and, and you're mentally preparing yourself for what's going to happen. And so you know that you're probably going to, you know, first or second week back, you're probably not going to feel your best, and you know that. Similar to the first time you started cutting the carbs, it was probably closer to lower carb because at that time, you didn't want to try anything more. And I was like, okay, I will do what I can, but I can't promise the best. And now that you know how good you can feel, even with not eating all the junk, it'll be easier for you to come back. And the support system is great. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that people are also holding you accountable at work, not just Whitney and myself. And, and that's the main thing, is I think if you're going to make lasting change, you need to get some kind of support system around you. And also, I'm pretty sure the weekly cooking we're doing is probably helping with not just, you know, making you feel better about the, the change you're making, but also, well, it's setting me up for success. Yeah, and I'm not, we're not just, you know, giving you fish, but we're teaching you how to fish, and we're making it a communal event to where after we're done with food, we get to
3: have fun in anything anyway. i mean essentially what you've done rather this was intentional or not is you've turned it into you've turned it into a reward system so it's kind of like with a child right you give them a sticker chart and you're like if you do all your homework you're going to get a sticker when you fill up the sticker chart you can get something out of a little treasure chest
2: mm-hmm. and i
3: just realized that that's what you guys did to me you suckered me into this by adding a reward system to the end of it see i'm in psychology i know this they what they did was they they suckered me into this with a promise of playing games afterwards because they know I love to play games and it worked but you know what that's freaking awesome find a way to incentivize it make it fun that's if if you can make it fun and that's another thing that goes with your support system make it so you get together every weekend and you meal prep for the rest of the week. And you know what? If you like playing board games, play board games after. If you like playing video games, play video games. If you like to watch cheesy rom-coms, which I hate, by the way, but if you love to watch those movies, then make it a movie night afterwards. Put something fun at the end of it so you are rewarding yourself in a healthy way for
1: making a better change for yourself. Exactly, because that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> you might have realized it. <laughs> oh, don't give me that, that, that. I hate you
3: both. Whitney, you were in on this, weren't you?
2: What? I checked check out. But that, that's
1: part of creating a better experience around the food that you're having. It's not about the food. That's why a lot of people ha- end up with some type of food addiction because they're trying to fill in emptiness. What we're doing is we're taking away the food that gives you the dopamine signals and we're helping you get the dopamine signals by having fun. And another reason why we also, since it's been hot as 80's outside the past few days, I brought out my Xbox Kinect, so you guys you guys are going to be doing basketball outside in about 110 degree weather, but you didn't want to do it, which I completely understand. It got a little hot. The sun burns. Oh yes, it does, especially when you're not used to it. And so what we did is we brought it in here, not literally, but we, I put the Xbox Kinect on and we played some Xbox Kinect instead of, you know, dealing with the heat because you probably shouldn't do that when you're not accustomed to it.
3: Heat stroke. You know, something else though that I noticed that um has been really helpful with this is going back to cooking with you. So a communal cooking event. All three of us are involved with the cooking of the food. Something I think that's really awesome about that is the fact that it gives me some sense of pride in my food. So for example, on this previous diet that I was on like three years ago when I went to South Carolina, two years ago, whatever. Um I wasn't making any of that food I paid you for the food and there it was and to be honest if I didn't want it or if I did if I tried it and I'm like "eh, I don't really like this I had no qualms about being like well chunk let's get that bag of chips right um I put time and effort I, we spend sometimes between five and seven hours in a day setting this food up for the week I put time and effort into that food I put love and care into that food and as as cliche as that sounds I'm not going to throw something that I spent that much time working on away. Plus, it's delicious.
2: I want to say that those seven hours, it's not just making it for one person.
3: <laughs> no, this is three we, people.
2: We, three people plus the baby. We, we also
1: might get distracted from time to time. We get distracted that's, and we start podcasting and stuff like right now. Right, but that's also part of the communal aspect. You're not just leaving away in the kitchen or having fun with it. You're lunch breaking. Exactly. Sometimes I love. But you're having fun with it. You're enjoying each other's presence, and that's that's the kind of enjoyment you want to have, not necessarily around food, but around friends. You want to get that way of you want to get that sense of fulfillment with each other, because you don't need the food to make you happy, as you.
3: Whoa. I'd like to say, for the record, she was looking into my eyes and stroking my cheek, right in front of her wife. Anyway. Um, no, it's, it, As
1: know, she's she, looking down, not even thinking. She, she totally. <laughs> she reacted.
3: No, but to Whitney's point, it's, it's totally true. The time frame, Um, I mean, again, even if you took out all the, like, goofy stuff that we do in between or the snack breaks, healthy snack breaks, stuff like that, um, it's quite a bit of time. However, if I was just cooking for myself for the week, which I haven't done yet, I'm assuming it would probably take me two hours or less just because I'm preparing, you know, enough meals to last me until the next Saturday, so... Not that bad.
2: Get your kids involved as well.
3: Oh yes. Start them young. Grayson's not even two years old yet, and he's eating much healthier than a lot of babies out there.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, Whitney was specifically meaning when we had Hunter, her, uh, our nephew, over, have him help cook. Yeah, uh, we were. We'd watch him, you know, about for a few hours after school, and he saw me cooking one time, and he got interested in it. And so what I did is I set him down and I showed him. How to start chopping veggies. He's about seven, six, six, and at first I was a little afraid, but after I taught him the proper do's and don'ts, what you do with a knife, what you don't do with a knife, and set proper expectations and guidelines, he he loved helping. He just he his mom was trying to take him home, and he's like, "But but we haven't cooked yet. Can I can I stay to help cook?" And she just looked at him dumbfounded, like. He, I have your ex, I have the Xbox at home. You, you want to stay here and cook because I got him engaged. I got into where he had a sense of accomplishment, similar so to when last week when you were helping me with the marinara sauce, action And you, you've never really done that by yourself before. And when you did it, awesome. You were happy about it
3: because it was, it was something that I did that I've never done. And what I did was I essentially just seasoned the sauce but I seasoned it without any of Megan's help after watching her do it one time previously and then I had Megan and Whit both taste it and they both gave it the seal of approval and I thought it tasted good and it's kind of like being in school and bringing home that painting or that clay ceramic thing that you made in art school in elementary uh that everybody does you come home though and you're like look mom look look what I made and it's like that's awesome, I need this.
1: Yeah, and it's just, it's making people, kids or adults, feel like they're appreciated. And that's what we gotta do. Because nobody's too old to not want to feel appreciated. To not want to feel like they're unnecessary and useful.
3: Also, don't let the thought that I can't cook or I don't know how to cook stop you because, let's be real, I burn water and uh, I can still do this cooking. Um, And it's given me a sense of I'm not a useless seven year old you know, here in the kitchen. I can actually cook things that are edible that other people like.
2: You can use the oven.
3: I can use the easy bake oven.
1: <laughs> they well, still don't trust me with the sharp knives, though. Wait, you told her we only get her the dull ones? Wait, you have sharp knives? No?
2: No? What? Sharp knives?
1: <laughs> See, they don't trust me with sharp knives or flames,
3: which is why they have an electric stove <laughs> and <laughs> not a castle, because they don't trust
1: me yeah. with the fire. Honestly, anybody can learn to cook. It's just taking the time to have somebody teach you how to cook or to look up a easy YouTube video. It can be done. It's hard, especially if you're doing it by yourself. If you can find somebody to help do it with you, it makes things so much easier.
3: Anything else to
2: add? Two plus two is four.
3: That's a dish, folks. Whitney has her own mathematics podcast. It is. it
2: is. Wait, is that why all our
3: recipes were coming out wrong?
2: I don't want to tell you all. <laughs> oh, man,
3: <laughs> so you're telling me that eggs shouldn't bounce? Not exactly. Are they hard boiled? We're gonna to have to re-film the and Pizza videos because I think we butchered some stuff. Pizza doesn't bounce. Anyway. anyway, anything else before we wrap up?
1: No, not Didn't you delete that from your phone? She re-downloaded it. Anyways, moral of the story, I guess this episode sort of turned into food addiction. But, I mean, it's, it's an important topic to talk about in realizing that food is fuel, not enjoyment.
3: Yeah, and, and it food addiction is something that we both I don't I can't speak for you but I know wit and I have both dealt with it it's 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 a real problem and a lot of people in the country and, and across the world have that problem and that's
1: why there are health issues and weight issues stuff yeah I've, I've dealt with food addiction on my life I mean I've, it took a while and I've done a lot of different diets that you know I uh, weight
0: Watchers or you know South weight. Beach. I
1: can't say I've done that one, but it's not ne- South Beach isn't necessarily bad. It's, it's stuck well, when you thing. when you get off of it though, you just can't quit it.
2: Megan taught me that pizza was one of the food groups when I met her. Not only pizza, awesome. Costco pizza for those who've ever had a Costco pizza. It's amazing. And you know what? All of a sudden, hey. We can't have Costco pizza anymore. Thank you for opening up this world of wonderful, delicious pizza um, that we're not allowed to have anymore. A new
1: world. Well, okay, you could totally have it if you want. Ash could have it. I could have it. I would feel like garbage personally because my ADHD would act up, and I would not feel. I would not feel as good as I feel right now. Whitney, you probably end up passing out in front of the large Costco pizza, like you probably like you've done really well with more with our friends.
3: I would just gain weight. <laughs> I don't have the narcolepsy problems. I don't have ADHD. I would just gain weight. Mm-hmm. I would become a very swollen individual, which, when you have arthritic problems in your hands and you have a herniated disc in your neck, swelling is bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, because inflammation makes it worse. Alright, mm-hmm. tonight. But how is that doing for you, by the way, the this can going be a
3: My wrists really haven't been bothering me at all. Yeah. haven't been bothering me at all, lately. and um, the neck, it flares up every once in a while, but not as often as it did. So, you know, diet is not going to cure a herniated disc. When you have a herniated disc or you have arthritis, a change in diet is not going to cure it, just like it's not going to
1: cure with, you know, failure to stay awake. Um, or even it doesn't cure my ADHD because technically, if you go back to eating that way, you're happy.
3: just main t- you're maintaining it and you're reducing the negative side effects of it. So I would say that um, I've had great. I've been feeling physically great since mm-hmm. I got past the keto flu stage of this, which for me only lasted like three days. Because you did electrolytes,
1: unlike some people.
3: Yeah, I try and do electrolytes yeah. every day or every other day.
2: I feel like that was <laughs> towards me.
3: Well, she did say Whitney and look at you right after she said it, so. Too true. Too
1: true. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's oh. wrap this up, please. He's, he's going to wake up soon, right? I, I'm really glad we took this digression into a healthy relationship with food. I hate calling it that because it, you you should have a relationship with people, not food, but it's good to... Take some time and really talk about issues a lot of people are struggling with, but not a lot of people are willing to admit. I mean, I've got no problem saying it, but I guess not that everybody's as candid as I am.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah. No, definitely not. And a lot of people fail to realize that they
1: have a problem. Right? Hey, that you can't fix something you don't think you have a problem with. So that is the first step. Hey, look at any AA manual. This is the
3: 12 steps of... Making yourself healthier. Ma, uh-huh.
1: That's what it's going to be called.
3: Probably not. Well, if we're on it's step one, how what else is there for the 11, remaining eleven steps? i have no idea. I hope games are involved. I, I work best off of incentive <laughs> programs. apparently Page. Yes, they do. Yes, yeah, they do. All right.
1: And on that note, anything else before we wrap up, guys? I'm still hungry.
3: No, but I really appreciate you taking the time to help us out with everything on this diet. And I look forward to talking to you again to ask any questions I have. And most importantly, let you know how my little birthday experiment goes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No, she is a good little friend. Isn't it? Uh, anyways, thank you guys for listening, if you still are. Um, <laughs> see you guys next week, whenever I end up this. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Photograph Fat Podcast. If you'd like to check out the show notes for this or any episode, it'll be at thriving forward slash podcast. If you'd like to if you would like to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, it'll be at Thriving on Fat. And if you'd like what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe on YouTube. On YouTube, blah, blah, blah. on iTunes or your podcast catcher of choice. Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied there. And I do apologize for the uh, cooing in the background. That's my little boy. Anyways, thank you guys. Talk to you tomorrow or talk to you later.